out of control, I'm out of control Out the park, park centerfold Yeah, hard to say, overload Ain't no parking space, on the road Yeah, I'm out of control, I'm out of control Out the park, park centerfold Yeah, say your breath, I'm too cold Yeah, devil hate me, wanna take my soul Yeah, I am just a source of what you stole I'm about to knock it out the park Yeah, centerfold Yeah, hard to say Yeah, overload Yo, wait, 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 we missed a week? No, no, we didn't. No, think about it, we didn't miss a week. No, it feels like we did because we didn't video. That's why we didn't do video. That's why, because, like, see, I'm so used to doing everything with video now, like, it feels like we skipped a week, but we didn't. So, yeah, so we technically didn't because I'm like, wait, did we? No. But, yeah, so we here. Happy to be here. Um, So, yeah, um, as always, make sure you. Copy some You Tweaking Media merch on Teespring. Go ahead and copy some merch. We'll greatly appreciate it. We know you got your stimmies. Copy some merch. It'd be greatly freaking appreciated, G. It ain't gonna hurt you. T-shirts are $22. It's getting nice out. Get you a hoodie. That's like 30, that's a 30 ball in itself. Support us in every way imaginable. But anyway, we appreciate you guys. Um, we're gonna go ahead and get right into it. Uh, make sure, also, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Threes from the Rain Game. Any platform you listen to us on, on YouTube and Media, make sure you follow. Anyway, let's get ahead, go ahead and get right into it. We got a lot to talk about on this episode. So, breaking news, we had, I know it's tough to open the episode on a sad note, but this man left a long, fulfilled life. And, uh, today, Elgin Baylor died today. Natural causes, um... Kind of weird that you actually have to say natural causes nowadays because people just gonna sit there and be like, "What's COVID?" But you died of natural causes. I swear I hate that y'all niggas did that with Hank Aaron. You and y'all owe that man's family an apology for that shit. But Elgin Baylor died today of natural causes. Uh, I think how old was he? Like eighty eight, eighty six. Um, let's check. What did watch say? Uh, I think it was 80, he was 86 years old. Yeah, 86. So, literally, like, dang near a full-on life. Almost 14 years away from 100. Um, if you don't know who Elgin Baylor is, one, watch more basketball. Two, brush up on your uh, legends. Three, brush up on your Laker legends, above all, because Lakers full of freaking legends. But um, one of the best to ever do it. Uh, has started some of the NBA's most craziest records <laughs> involving scoring feats, triple doubles, all of that. And he was uh, playing game feats, crazy game feats, year feats too. Because we're gonna talk about where he <laughs> had to literally he could only play on weekends because he was in the army <laughs> and still had day. I think he was like top four, top three MVP voted that year. So like, Elgin Bay is one of the best to ever do it. Um, we've never seen him play live. Like, of course, you can always Google highlights and stuff. You can look at the stories. Um, we both have stories. It's how he hooped us up on 2K off the league alone. <laughs> like, if a team got Elgin Baylor, we get stressed. 
it's an automatic. Yeah, it's gonna be a stressful game because that man's gonna hoop us to the moon. Like I think I almost he almost gained me one time. I was stressed. I was always stressed. He, I hate to say it because last time I played two, I got gained by fucking Julius Irving, and it wasn't like a a pass to the thing. Julius Irving dribble, dribble. Andre Iguodala flop that bitch up. Blouses. Uh, I thought he uh, crossed Iggy up and then drove down the lane. <laughs> no <Nope>. late. <laughs> I'll be hurt. I like. I don't want to lose to a Julius Irving jump shot like you. There's no. That man barely shot jumpers, bro. <laughs> I'll be hurt. Exactly. But yeah, Elge Baylor came up like he was one of the premier godfathers of basketball coming up. Like he, let's let's go ahead and bring look up the facts of his life. Okay, shout out to NBA in history in their legends profile. So, um, uh, damn. It's funny how they the terms that they use strong and graceful, but yeah, he was six five, two hundred twenty five pounds. For his career, he averaged twenty seven points and fourteen rebounds <laughs> in his fourteen year career. Um, so from and he played from nineteen sixty to I think seventy four was it? Oh, probably earlier than that. No, 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 no. So. No, 1950s, because he was drafted. He, he was with the Lakers when they were still Minneapolis. Um, went to Seattle University. He has NCAA championship. So, shout out to him. He probably came off the bench, because, you know, back then, niggas could not start. So, <laughs> <laughs> just keeping it real. <laughs> Jim Crow probably said, nope. We don't care how good that Negro is. He can't come in until the first five minutes is over with. Uh, but, yeah, his rookie year was 1958, so, yeah. They call uh, him the inventor of the dunk, dog. Look at the nicknames. You on basketball reference, look at the nicknames. <laughs> Let's look at these nicknames. <laughs> Mr. Inside. What the fuck? No, the, on <laughs> basketball reference is Mr. Inside, Elge, Rabbit, Motor Ma- Gee, these are very racist. Motor mouth, TikTok, aches and pains. Aches and pains? Yo, inside of aches and pains, freaky as hell, bro. <laughs> oh, bro. Imagine. Imagine you were like, bro, yeah, that's aches and pains right there. Oh, they call him that. Yeah, he gave me aches and pains last time I played against him. Uh. Motor oh, mouth. That's inside. Why racist. are you calling him inside? Oh yeah, he getting sad. Like what the fuck? Like no, no. Hey, but no, I was uh, cause I was looking at um, I forget. I was on Twitter when that shit happened. I was looking at everybody paying their respects to him, and they said what they had to say about him. I was like, damn, Joe. Yeah, it's like the man. Like clearly, he's one of the godfathers of the game. Uh, I didn't know his middle name was Gay. That's fucked up. Um, look, we're gonna we're gonna honor people our way. That the, the, the day, so this is how we are. But uh, of course, he's a Hall of Famer, eleven-time All-Star, ten-time All-NBA, All-Star MVP, and Rookie of the Year. I'm surprised he does not have an MVP. But then again, he don't have a championship because the one time he was about to win, he retired and they won. He retired. Gee, that is still wild to say that he retired the year that he was supposed to win. Did he retire mid-year too? Mid-year. Mid year, he retired. He said, "I can't do this no more." That, that that's crazy. Like, bro, 
you telling me J- Jerry West and Wood Chamberlain said, look, Bill Russell is not here. Just sit on the bench and just pl- and just pl- come on, man. <laughs> Gee, and and I think they they I think they had to change the rule because like now they give niggas rings for just being on the roster at one point during the championship year. Because <laughs> that's why Boogie is honored as an NBA champion, even though he didn't play, he was on the roster. He, he they just honored him as an NBA champion. Uh. Technic- technically, Anderson Varejao is an NBA champion. I don't think he got multiple of them bitches. Yeah, no, wait, yes, I think so. I think he's a two-time champion. Because when he was on, he was on the Cleveland before they won, and, and then think, he was on, a, but he was on a Warriors when they won as well, or some yeah. shit, weird shit like that. Exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> like, just being on the roster, you can, you're an NBA champion now. Like, that's crazy when you think about the shit, G. So. Uh, but yeah, so like shout to Elgin Baylor. I do want to read the stats of the year when he, he was limited because he had to play because of the military, because he had to do his military active duty shit. So in 1961-62, he only played 48 games. Jesus Christ, he played 44 minutes. <laughs> he only rested four minutes a game, bro. So let's see here. That's a madman, bro. He he attempted thirty three shots that year. He shot forty two percent from the field. Got to the free throw line thirteen times. Bro, this is crazy. Uh, shot seventy five percent from the free throw line. Had night, dang near nineteen rebounds, bro. Hmm. Five assists. Dang near and close to forty points, exactly thirty-eight points. Man. Playing part-time for basketball, G. he can only play on weekends or off days, G. Because he was in the military. Man was cold, G. He was cold, and the only reason he doesn't have an MVP is because he played during Wilt and during the era of Wilt Chamberlain. And goddamn uh, Jerry West. I mean, not Jerry West because that was his teammate, but I think Jerry West stole some MVPs from him. But uh, Bill Russell. And he has a horrible finals record with Jerry West because Bill Russell and what changed That is crazy when you think about it. Fucking amazing. But yeah, but shout out to uh, Elgin Baylor. Uh, he was also, uh, after his retirement, I know he uh, played a role in the. In the uh, the, what you'll call it, the Clippers. Uh, he, he was part of the Clippers front office. He won executive of the year in 2006 or 2008. I forgot what year exactly. So he did a lot. So shout out to Elgin Baylor, one of the godfathers of modern basketball. Uh, it's good to it's good to see that he was able to live a nice long life. He was able to see the fruits of his labor. Able to just see just the game that he really played a huge role in creating and growing uh, in popularity just grow to what it is today. So shout out to uh, Elgin Baylor. Press his family and loved ones during this time, of course. So, all right. So, um, let's go ahead and get into modern NBA. Um, while we on topic of Lakers, might as well just go ahead and talk about the fact that the Lakers right now is in are fucked. Injury. 
Yeah. Injury hell. They're literally aches and pains. <laughs> They're literally aches and pains. So, uh... The injury bug has literally is kicking the Lakers' ass right now. AD is still recovering from his uh, calf, Achilles tendonitis, tendinosis, whatever the hell it is. Um, he should be back within maybe the earliest another week and a half, the latest maybe another two, three weeks. And then this past weekend, LeBron suffers an ankle sprain. Not just any ankle sprain, because we've seen LeBron sprain his ankle and just tie a shoe back up, which is freaky. But the man literally had suffered a high ankle sprain. Now, this is the wild thing. This just shows how wild LeBron is, or at least his pain tolerance is. He shot. He stayed on the court. I guess somebody on the box, uh, the scoring table said, uh, hey LeBron, if you leave now, you your uh your double digit record streak is going to end. That man literally sat there, shot up a three, and then limped off the court. Man, reason why? Look, it's not me coming at LeBron James. He was three points away from getting the, uh his ten points. He wasn't going under ten points. That, that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar record is still in sight. <laughs> look, in LeBron's eyes, it's like, look, I may not win another ring, but I'm definitely going to come for that scoring title one way or another. He's like, look, every point counts. And also, let me at least continue my scoring, uh, my uh, double-digit uh, record, which is ridiculous in itself. But, uh, but, yeah, so LeBron has a high ankle sprain. He was seen at last night's game in a walking boot, which – Ain't good, but it's also more for, I guess, to keep the ankle stable. So it's like I ain't going to put too much clout in it because it's still serious to see a man in a walking boot. But for LeBron, it's probably like, how fast can I come back? What what all do I need to do to come back fast? All right, cool. I'm going to do what's necessary. So he that can – but a uh, high ankle sprain, you could be out up to three to like eight weeks when it comes to high ankle sprains. So, and I think they rest them as much as possible. Um, Which is I smart. See, you know, they, they, I know you're looking at shit like the Clippers. And, okay, I don't know if y'all can see this, what this is. But these are deep fried cheesecake balls. Uh, I love cheesecake, but my nigga, that's fat. <laughs> that's fat. So, well, you don't even want to know what the, you don't even want to know what the entree was. But, uh, <laughs> I'm trying not to eat those before I fall asleep in mid pot. Uh, but they are so fucking good. Uh, um, what was I about to say? I know the, the Nets are rising. And um, I shouldn't even say rising. They're here. It's just James Harden. It's, I know he's technically excommunicated because of the team that he plays on. But... If you was to say who's the league MVP right now, count to him. Um, Especially since NBA people hurts. are sleeping on the Bucks. I understand why they're sleeping on the Bucks, but Greek Freak is playing like his MVP year, and, and no one's talking about it. Just do yourself a favor and look at Greek Freak's numbers, and tell me that ain't an MVP caliber year either. Um, 
Joel and B, you know, he in and out. But um, it didn't the Jazz is going to be that one team in the playoff that's going to upset somebody. Just the way it is. You see all that, you'd be like, man, the Lakers probably fucked this year. But guess what? There's still a chance. I can see Greek Freak possibly doing a long range of joint over the Nets. I can see it. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. It's Who just can stop him but himself. They ain't got size. KD ain't gonna be able to guard him for 48 minutes. It's a possibility. Nobody on the team is, is guarding him for 48 minutes. What you say? It's nobody on that team is guarding Giannis for 48 minutes. Exactly. And if KD ain't guarding him, who guard him? DeAndre Jordan? Call the police. Exactly. Um, so, you know, it's a possibility. But like I said, even though I do think the Brooklyn Nets are still the favorites, just because that team is literally well put together. And they, nigga, I didn't even know who the fuck. What's his name? Shannon Brown? Whatever the fuck that nigga name Bruce is. Bruce Brown. I know, huh, Bruce, I didn't even know he fucking existed. But shout out to bro. Um, and shit like that. Um, now, uh, I still, still think the Lakers title window is still open. So I say you rest Braun, just like how you rest in AD. Don't come back till we need you. Because <laughs> this the thing. You, you, this the thing. You move down I, I to the... sixth in the Western Conference, all you're losing is home court advantage. Who the fuck can beat you seven games in the series in that Western Conference except for maybe the Clippers? Legend. Nobody. And the Clippers, the Clippers don't even have a fucking identity right now. It's just Kawhi Leonard and the niggas he play with. Pretty so, much, because they they slowly fell back down to earth, slowly. So um, okay, I can't eat that right now. So um, it's a um, it's a it's a, you know, keep your eye on Brian. It's okay if you rest him a bit. I don't give a fuck. It's gonna be hurtful. It's time for Cools to stay up. And let me get this Lakers fan. Y'all are warning. If Brian and AD won on this team. I would not watch Lakers game. I would actually root for them to lose, okay? Especially if AD won this team. I'd be like, all right, Brian, I'm sorry, but you got to lose. <laughs> they have the worst fan base in basketball. They, the most annoying fan base. Them and, I, saying, it's oh, between Trey, them and Warriors fans. I don't know. It's between uh, them and Warriors fans, G. I don't know, man. Warriors, Warriors fans, fans are delusional. Warriors fans are delusional. But Lakers fans are annoying. Like, Warriors fans are delusional. You just be like, what the fuck? But Lakers fans are like, Dog, what the fuck are you talking about? They talking about Trey Montrez Harold. For what? Especially now. They talk about Trey Hill for John Collins. What? Hey, look, G. John Collins is cold though, bro. I'm John sorry. John Collins is cold, but John Collins Montrez Harold works perfectly for their bench. I don't care what anybody's gonna fucking say. Montrez Harold is gonna win them a goddamn game in the playoffs, bro. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. Cause like his picking. You be able to use the pick and roll with him and AD on the fucking court. What can you fucking do? Or him and Brian. No, him with him, Brian, Brian is inedible. He ain't, Brian ain't leaving in the fucking playoff. But with him and fucking AD on the court with Brian, what the fuck are you going to do? Because this thing, the main problem with the, because this is the reason why he got pick and roll to hell against the Nuggets and even kind of against the, uh, the Mavericks in the playoffs. Because there was nobody to really protect them on the front court. You have Anthony Goddamn Davis, and God forbid they somehow, he somehow get Andre Drummond in, in the buyout market. But 
<laughs> but Sarah, you have Anthony Davis protect you on defense, bro. I just need you to do your thing on offense and just don't get pick and roll to death on, on defense, G. Even now, and even then, it's just when he gets dominated because it's by bigger bigger centers, honestly. And there's nothing you can really do about that. And plus, Marcus is still not back yet. So, but yeah, like, I wouldn't trade trades, but if, if for John Collins, I'm sorry, G. I, I like John Collins, G. Yo, I like John Collins too, but the nigga couldn't stop himself from taking fucking steroids. One. Come on, G. That was a year ago. Huh? That was a year ago, G. Come on. So? And two, who the. He can't even out. He can't even shine. He probably shine one or three games out of a fucking month on the Atlanta Hawks. Come on, G. Come on, G. What? Come on, G. <laughs> I like John Collins too. Quality 20 and 10 guy. But just like fucking Wendell Carter, until he consistent, I don't give a fuck. Gee, 20 and 10 is consistent. What are you talking about? 20 and 10 guy. That's not what he having. Then. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Hey, shit. You're not, even, you're not even Draymond productive. Draymond can't score backs and save his life, but at least he fucking productive. I get what you're saying. Well, let me piggyback on the Warriors fan thing real quick. So, Warriors fans are delusional. Because I dibble dab on Warriors Twitter too, because I think Steph Curry is playing, even though his, his ass hurt right now. I think <laughs> Steph Curry is playing at a abnormal level, and just a level in which anybody who said he wasn't a star unless he had people around him should sh- just slap themselves, right? Mm-hmm. I, he, didn't get, he ain't got no finals MVP, got a hold of that. Braun is negative in the finals. Them the things that's going to carry you for the rest of your career. It just be like that sometimes, right? People in that Warriors fan base said, we need to get some stars around him. Trade Draymond. Trade this. Because he's going to leave if we don't. Because they saw. And this, bro, I'm keeping it buck. This shit happened after that All-Star game. Niggas do not know. Like, though, that's how you can tell Warriors fans wasn't here. Like, they wasn't there. They was Lakers fans before they was fucking Warriors fans, right? I swear to God. They because were. they do not fucking understand. That Steph Curry ain't fuck. Oracle is the house that he built. Why the fuck would he leave? This ain't no Cleveland situation when you in a small fucking market. My nigga, you in San Francisco in a whole new fucking arena dedicated to you. With all the fucking money in the world, you have Clay Thompson who will come back. And then, then again, like, yeah, you trade Draymond next year. That's taking, honestly taking a lot off your money. But not me. You gotta worry about this year. Is you ain't got Clay. You, you you just put up your numbers this year. Hope you can get MVP. But they fans are so fucking delusional. They fans get mad at Draymond for talking about for talking about LeBron James. Like saying, "Oh yeah, can you keep it up or some shit like that?" But why don't you go play with him then? Like, bro, LeBron James is not enemy number one for y'all fucking team. The funny thing about that shit is that the people who play the Warriors. And the Cavaliers players don't even consider they ass a rivalry. They don't even consider them niggas a rivalry. <laughs> so one, you really can't because the Warriors slapped them three to one. But two, like they don't even consider the Cleveland niggas or Braun a a big rival. It was a nigga they had to run through to get a title. That's it. So I don't even see why he's still enemy number one. Y'all haven't even really seen each other in the Western Conference except for fucking regular season games that nobody give a fuck about. Of course, the Lakers won more than they lost. But still. 
And last but not least, they don't know what it feels like to have a mediocre fucking team because they joined that fan base in 2000 fucking 10. So they don't know. Not even 2010. What, 2013? 2014. 2014? 2015. Whichever year they went on the finals. No, the Western Conference year. That too. When they went against the Spurs in the Western Conference. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I knew niggas was was high on. Niggas uh, was slowly. Niggas was slowly etching over like. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, they don't know what it feels. They don't know how it feels to have a nigga like Andrew Wiggins just inconsistent as fuck. They don't know how it feels for a nigga like Kelly Oubre to be shining for, like, five games and a ghost for the rest of them. They don't know how it fucking feels to have major fucking injuries. Because they had the God status team for the most of their career. If Steph Curry had a fucking shooter slump, Klay Thompson would bail him out. If Klay Thompson ain't playing that good of a defense, Draymond Green playing all-time defender defense, bro. If Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Klay Thompson couldn't score, they got fucking Kevin Durant. So there was no t- there was no t- point in a war of modern-day Warriors fan base where they knew how to fucking worry. Now, other Warriors fans are understanding, like, yeah, like, die-hard Warriors fans, even though I think a lot of them are dick riders, but die-hard Warriors fans are, are understanding, like, yeah, long haul. We got, you got fucking Wiseman. You got to blame Steph, you got to blame Steve Kerr for not playing this nigga at this point. But yeah. you got fucking Wiseman. You know what I'm saying? You got fucking Curry still. Curry ain't nothing below, like, 32? He's, like, only 32. 31, 32. What the fuck? The only concerns they should have is literally Draymond, who's probably okay. not going to be the roster next year. And if Clay comes back looking like Kyle Corver. <laughs> so, even then, Kyle Corver's still pretty nice. So, <laughs> like, hey. So, like, you still have, you still have Steph, who's looking really good. And... You just got to hope that Steve Kerr lets Wiseman be a rookie. That's the problem. Let him be a freaking rookie. Kerr going to stay the coach, bro. Probably not. Like, I don't know I, who you get. But. Same time. It's just he has championship equity. You just can't get rid of a coach who got championship equity. That's the problem. I know you looking. But, gee, it's like it's like it be have to be more on the front office okay. to get Kerr. Okay. It's going to have to be like. Very how the Bulls got Phil Jackson up out of here. <laughs> yeah. We 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 get it. It's going to have to be a clash between them where it's like. Think about this, all right? I know we want both to talk about the Warriors right now. What about this? What happens? Shit. Mark Jackson, and I know you hate this nigga. Now, I dislike him like that, too. I don't want to say I dislike but him. I just put He trained that it. team, you know, what it was. Now, Steve Kerr somewhat developed that fucking offense. Developed offense. But at one point, did Steve Kerr take that mediocre team to relevancy? Or did he just catch fucking lightning? It's a mix of changing the offensive system, realizing, ooh, I have this guy named Draymond. Let me put up and figure some stuff out with that. And then going crazy from there. And then just giving Steph the ultimate green light. That's primarily like they was all like like I said with Mark Jackson. 
yeah, Steph was the leading scorer. But at the same time, that offense was very archaic in a way. Like, you know. But but at the same time, Kerr was like, hmm, I have two of the greatest shooters of all time. This dark-skinned nigga, uh, this dark-skinned country-looking nigga is freakishly really athletic and really good defensively. Let me do some shit with him. David Lee, you sit your ass on the bench, and we figure it out from there. And, yeah. <laughs> like, they were already a good defensive team. It was just... You know, Steve Kerr days might be numbered because he said some wild shit recently. He said, because a reporter asked him a wild-ass question that you could tell Steve Kerr don't give a fuck and he Teflon, I guess, in Oracle or whatever the fuck that like place is. Like, he has temperature equity. Because that nigga, they asked, this reporter asked him, which roster did you like the most? Last year, in which they wasn't winning, or the year before, when KD was there, he said, "The year they won winning because at least we know what was going on." <laughs> you need to shut the fuck up, <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo. That's a funny ass answer. I ain't mad at him for answering that. G said, "Look, I at least knew I, I had shit. <laughs> at least knew I had shit." <laughs> he mad at it, G. That be- like, he went to last season, so they're like, okay, I don't have a Kevin Durant. Yeah, I have Steph and Draymond. Steph, you don't expect Steph uh, to break his hand. So, it's like, that that, that happened. But at the same time, that Russell's ass. <laughs> so, then you, you, you're stuck with Draymond. Draymond put forth effort every other game to either get ejected, foul out, or just don't play. So it was like he was uninterested in playing ball last year. Then you get Andrew Wiggins. You got Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole. The only positive was Eric Pascal. That was the only positive to come out of last season was Eric Pascal getting some looking like, oh, okay, he can be in the rotation. What the fuck is he doing now? In the rotation. <laughs> He's in the rotation. But yeah, so, but yeah, well, let's try to go back to the Lakers though. But the, uh, the Lakers are in a very interesting situation though. Like they're currently the third seed, uh, and you have another, another, at least a couple of more weeks before you get at least AD back. A lot of people saying that they literally might fall into the playing t- rounds, which is I think egregious, because I'm gonna keep it G real. Like yeah, I, do I see the Clippers passing them? Yes. The Nuggets, and the uh, Nuggets is playing good basketball right now. Finally, they may pass them. I don't see Portland doing good enough. The Spurs is slowly falling out, and Dallas is playing good basketball. I don't see them fully falling out that bad. Like it. Let me look at the next few games because I know. And this is another thing. Adam Silver needs to burn in hell because <laughs> the way he did these schedules is shit. Why are teams playing five games in seven and six in like eight days? That's egregious. Just and because I think, you, I think there's some bias in that shit, bro. No, I a lot. It's not even just. It's not even just the Lakers. It's a lot of teams that schedules you know, I, is tight. I know. I'm not saying like the games. I think about like there's some bias in the fucking competition they go against, bro. 
Joe, when the last time Nets went against the niggas over 500? I don't know. I, like, I, I think, okay, uh, maybe Orlando. But other than that, dude, all you see is fucking QG, Cleveland and Detroit and fucking Washington. You know, Washington, we have to Washington's playing some good basketball lately, G. They they they, they beginning in the groove. Lately. 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 I ain't gonna sit there and say, but lately. So but let's right. see. They got I the like what the fuck? And then some something like the Jazz fucking going through it. They going through a damn gauntlet of niggas. Uh, uh who else? Um shit. I don't know who else, but I was looking at the Jazz you know, the Brooklyn. But like fuck, like I think it's some bias into that shit. Yeah, it is. Uh, but also it's just you're playing a absurd amount of games in a short amount of time. So like just this week alone, the Lakers play on Tuesday. They played the Pelicans. Thursday they play Philly. They that's probably a L. Uh Friday Friday they got the uh what you call it, the Cavaliers. Sunday they got the, the Magic. Wednesday, then they got a break until Wednesday and they play the Bucks. So within just this week alone, I see two, maybe three winnable games. I think they could still win against the Pelicans. I think. I ain't going to sit there and say they will. Because the Pelicans be tweaking sometimes. That's my, like, the Pelicans, Zion looking good, but the other niggas be tweaking. Uh, But, yeah, they, they Ben Simmons is going to run a train on uh on them. Um, They should beat Cleveland. They should beat the Magic because the Magic trying to trade everybody. The Bucks, they definitely going to lose to the Bucks. They got the Kings. They should beat the Kings. They got the Clippers. They should beat the Clippers. The Raptors, depending on what they do in the trade deadline, we'll see. They play Miami. Then they got Brooklyn. Then they got the Knicks. Around this, by the time they play the Knicks, AD should be back or close to being back. But even then, like shit. Like just the amount of games that they're squeezing in is crazy. Like, like damn, like it's it's like in a way that it's like the Lakers probably did the good thing by resting. Uh, by I would say being patient with AD and saying, "Bron, just take your PTO as well," because it's like if their schedule this tight, other teams is worse. But at the same time, you're just asking Kuzma, Montrez, and Schroeder to just keep things afloat, like just. Win the games that you're supposed to win. And if you if you can steal a game against a team over 500, thank you. But win the games that you're supposed to win. I think y'all good enough to beat the goddamn Knicks. I feel like y'all good enough to beat Cav- the Cavaliers. Y'all good enough to beat the, uh, what you call it, the Magic. Good enough to beat Detroit. Those type of teams. Win those games. If you can still win against the uh, goddamn teams like the Pacers, the Mavericks and shit, perfect. But we just need you guys to keep us afloat, keep us around the 6 and 4 range and we good. That's all that's all you that's all you need them to do. And if somebody gets bought out that's appealing, perfect. If you get Drummond, get Drummond. If you can get I'm trying to think and, you know, I don't think there's no guards that's going to be available. But if you get a wing of somebody who magically becomes available, perfect. 
if you could turn my trace into a freaking John Collins, great. So it's just like play the market smart. <laughs> play the market smartly. That's all they. That's all they gotta do, and just trust in the players that they got. And because also this is perfect for Kuzma's confidence, perfect for uh Talon Horton Tucker's confidence, perfect for Dennis Schroeder's confidence, because Schroeder's been a little inconsistent offensively lately. So your mother's gonna get touches that they probably gonna get. That they probably haven't got, and that that's gonna boost your confidence up even more. Marcus All should be back because he's been on COVID protocol soon as well. So that's a veteran to keep things afloat as well. Be like, all right, you guys is tweaking. I don't know if they're gonna sign Damian Jones to another ten day contract because of the trade deadline and shit. But after that, I'm pretty sure he might get another ten days. He hasn't been bad, so and. I think he was on one of them championship warriors team, so he has championship, some sort of championship mentality. So it's better than nothing. But yeah, but I'm like, should Lakers fans be concerned? Yes, because like, if worst thing happens, y'all go on a ten game losing streak, <laughs> and that's not good. But you're also going, but like literally, by the, hopefully by the time Brian AD back. Like, shit, y'all might be the greatest eighth seed of all time. <laughs> that's the thing in today's seed. You know, other teams might be losing, too. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, this, this is a tough stretch of basketball for a lot of teams because it's like, yes, like right now, a lot of, at this point in the season, a lot of teams are, a lot of teams are starting to get in a flow of, getting in a flow of things. Like, in terms of, like, Knowing what their identity is as a team and stuff, knowing the weaknesses, strengths and stuff. But also, like I said, the schedule's ass. A lot of teams is gonna be pl- doing a lot of back, a lot of back to backs in short amount of times. A lot of games in a short amount of times. So like, teams are either gonna be tired or poorly rested, or coming in disengaged. So just like. But at the end of the day, your stars, you hoping your stars come back more healthier going in and it's by playoff time. So it's like, hey. So, but yeah, I'm not too concerned. Oh, yeah, Marcus Aldridge still might get bought out too because I don't think that man's getting traded. So, but yeah, so. Who might get bought out? Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. Don't forget, he, he still might get bought out. So, but yeah, so let's go ahead and move on. Uh. Lamelo got hurt. Um, yeah, he's he might be out for the rest of the season due to a broken wrist. I don't think they confirmed he's getting surgery yet. Uh, it really be unfortunate because like he's getting a second evaluation because they don't oh, know him. Um, oh well, that's good. So hopefully, we'll see if he's gonna be out for the remainder of the season. If not, uh, it, he is listed indefinitely. Um, so it's a wait and see approach with Lamelo. If I'm the if I'm the Hornets, it's like I sit him like like bro what <laughs> like if if he's you you kind of in a decent position yeah the Gordon Hayward signing didn't seem that bad so it's honestly a very underrated signing getting lower what'd you say it's a it was one of the more underrated free agency signings honestly exactly so the Taylor's stuff is getting lower. 
You got a good, solid, fucking young team. You kind of in a good position to let your rookie go out. I think when you're in a situation where you wasn't going, you weren't going to go for a deep playoff run, you 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 wasn't going to – who the fuck you thought you was going to beat? Um, you was going to get home, but what thought you was going to run into fucking the heat when they finally hit the A-seat or something? No. Nah. Uh, but, like, you good. You can let him rest it out. Better say the sorry. Worst case scenario, he don't win rookie of the year. Because of his injury, Honestly, even though I'm still kind of even giving more it to impressive him. rookie other than Anthony Edwards, but he's the end of that. Um, so I don't know, man. Yeah. I can I can see. I like. I don't mind it. You know, he's been balling, yes. But what you would rather do? Would you rather have him go out there and fuck up his hair permanently? Because that's what fucking Philly did to Markel, folks. And folks, we got how to shoot. Took them so, like three, um, four seasons just to get it together. So, you know, take caution. Fucking, look. People get mad as fuck at niggas just getting a taste of Zion, right? I was one of them niggas. Oh, let me see what this nigga can do. They rested. What was, what was his knees? His conditioning. And look what this motherfucker doing now. Mm-hmm. Balling. Go ahead. I say rest them. Yeah, like, it's, like I said, just play it smart. Like, it's he, like he's going to have a really long NBA career regardless. He's going to be a star. This is this is the person that's more likely going to revive your franchise. Yeah. Because shout out to Mike. It took a while, but he he's got something going here. And there's a possibility, like, you could still look. I ain't going to sit there and say they're going to get, like, a top five, top ten level player and be like, or something like that. But you can get, you can attract uh, the niggas in the next level. You can attract the, the 11 through 25s and be like, hey, come on over here. Like, we got LaMelo. He's he's fun to play with. Um, Terry Rogier, he's fun. Finding his foot in Hayward's look is having a resurgence. Come over here, like you, you have a chance. And we, look, it's the East. Like, hey, like you could be the one that could help us be a top team and shit like that. So, like, I'm sure they they can steal a top level free agent in like soon. Okay. I won't say soon, but like in the, in the future. So, like, Jordan's doing a lot of good things over there. Um, I know he was speaking for the pod, but he owes Zion an apology. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't speaking. I wasn't speaking for the pod. I wasn't speaking for you, bro. That's totally on me. Uh, I said before the pod. I didn't think he. Huh? I said uh, we was talking before the pod. You see, he owes Zion an apology. Oh, somebody said speaking for the pod. Like, no, um, Zion is everything people say he is. He's a moment. Not that much to talk about. Uh. He, he, I don't know what the team you get around him to make him that much better, but he, he's that good. Uh, and whatever you can do to maximize how great he is, you do it. I was like, man, Zion, an all-star, do he really deserve it? Hell yeah. And every every sense of the way, hell yes. So, um, 
Yeah, shout out to Zion. We we rocks with Zion over here, man. We a pro Zion podcast. Very. So. Well, hey, we we four fat folks, G. Regardless, that nigga still fat as hell, but we rocked with fat folks, G. Cause like the man is hooping, hooping his ass off. Um, I'm trying to pull up his recent game stats, cause, cause I know he's been doing some wild shit. Let's see. Damn, the man hasn't scored under 20 in a minute. Hold on. How many games has it been? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, He 9, hit, 10, bro. 11, 12, he 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20. Almost close to like 25, 26 games in a row scoring over 20. He's hooping his ass off. I'm here for it. And I'm here for it. He has 10 games where he scored over 30, 25 where he's over 20, 24 games. So, like, where he's over uh, between 20 and 29 points. Man's hooping his ass off. I'm happy to see it, G. Like, I'm really happy to see it. The only thing I feel like about his game is probably just rebounding, but he shared a freaking front court with Steven Adams. So, what more can you want me to do? Like, and even then, but like, I agree. Like, it's just, my main thing with Zion is just like, cause I feel like he, he make, he, he's, he's one of the, the, the primary reasons the Pelicans are as good as they are. But also I don't think that roster is as good as it's, is well constructed still. Like it's very still poorly constructed. Um, like, like the only, like I said earlier, I think the only people safe on that team is him, Brandon Ingram, and Alonzo. Those are the only three that should be safe. Like if I'm David Griffin, I'm like you better get in, you better act like Zion is LeBron James, and uh, be like, who, who can I, who can I get over here? Because honestly, everybody on that roster who isn't them three need to be able to shoot. That's it. Yeah. Like, like the center needs to be able to shoot. Like, I like Stephen Adams, but he even when they traded for him, it made no sense. Stephen Adams needs to be on the inside, and he's the unfortunate. He's the antique type center that just isn't needed anymore in today's NBA. It also just shows how good Russell Westbrook is when it comes to making centers look good because it hasn't been the same. <laughs> but um, yeah. But, uh, what was I saying? But, yeah, like, if you want that, like, for the Pelicans to continue to grow, it, it's going to be more on the front office than, because Zion's only going to get better. Brandon Ingram's still only going to get better. And as long as Lonzo's confident and they decide to keep him, that's your core right there. Like, I still try to keep Josh Hart because he's just a do-it-all type guy that I feel like every – team would love to have a Josh Hart like he's a he's literally a very like he he might go down as like I'm not going to sit and say he's on par with Andre Iguodala but on a championship team you could tell you could put him somewhere and do whatever the hell he want Josh Hart I'm talking I don't mean he likes Iggy but in terms I need him to make a shot rebound play defense he does all of that as a guard 
He does all of that as a guard. I'm just not saying he's like he's gonna be that type of player. Not gonna say to say he's gonna lock niggas down, shit like that. But he's that type of guy. Like I keep Josh Hart around if you can, if you can afford him. But um, everybody else on that roster is very expendable. Like everybody on that roster needs to be able to shoot. You need to find a big that can shoot. You need to find um other guards who can shoot. Um, like that roster just needs to be nothing but shooters. For that, for the team to be successful, or at least high IQ basketball players, that's how I view it. So, like, that's on David Griffin now. Like, Zion's only going to improve. Um, Ingram's only going to improve. Like, it's the sky's the limit with the Pelicans. It's just going to be on on ownership. If Danny yeah. David Griffin. But do you think Ingram and, and Zion is a two way threat? Yeah. I can see it working because Zion, I think, it, and this is one thing I like about Zion more, and I didn't realize he's smarter than, he, he has, he's he's a smarter basketball pr- player than I give him credit for. So he knows, like, look, I'm going to stay my big ass in the paint, and he has post moves. He has skill set in the inside. He will shoot a three if necessary, and that, and all of that. So, like, he knows his limitations. He ain't going to sit there and force it right now. So, and that's only going to get better. Ingram is a three-level scorer. So, like, he can play inside. He can play inside out mid-range. So, he's good. So, I think it can work. Like, they don't really clash as some people try to make it out to be because it's like Zion knows he can play on inside, but he also doesn't hesitate to stand on the outside either. So, um... I think it can work. It's just you have to put the right roster around them. Like, if I'm them, I will I will call the Bulls about either Laurie or Wendell Carter. I will call. Even though, like, the Bulls sit there and say, give me Lonzo. Sorry, we can't do that because we believe in the kid right now. But give me a Laurie marketing. To just sit there and say, we just need you to play stretch five or tell Wendell Carter to play center and just, we just need you to stretch the floor. Like, add call for players like that. Um, can't think of no other bigs that can shoot. But, like, even in the draft, look for those type of guys. Mm-hmm. So, like, they just need to start constructing a roster, a winning roster. If anything, because it's like take advantage of it while, as of right now, Zion still has three years left before you have to give him pay him. Yeah, three years before you have to pay him. Uh, not only three years left before you got to give him pay, he ain't got no major fucking injury. That too. Like, yeah, he had that torn meniscus, but it seems like it hasn't phased him. And even then, like, he doesn't, it's not like, okay. We we like even though we all grew up see we 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 saw Zion highlights where he was just sending dunking on niggas sending niggas to God. He came into the league like yeah he he will take a body every now and then, but he doesn't really bounce and go crazy like we thought he would. It's like he knows like okay if I want to have a longer NBA career. I don't need to freaking go and try to catch a body all the time. Can I do it? Hell fucking yeah, because I have the athleticism. 
But to extend, I guess, the athleticism in this game and also just knowing to survive an 82-game NBA season, you know, 72 this year, but a 72-80, to play 70, 80 games a year, he don't need to do that. Which, once I get it, applauds his basketball IQ because he knows, like, hey, so, like, whoever he's talking to, he got the right people in his ear. Because, like, yeah, he'll still have a highlight, but he's still dominant in spite of that. And it just shows, like, his NBA skill set because he, like, he can score very well inside. So, like, he's going, like, I don't see him getting any other major injuries, honestly. Like, I really don't. And plus, modern medicine is key, so. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, before we get into trades, uh, Brooklyn Nets. So, uh, they've been just doing whatever the hell they please to the league as of lately. <laughs> like, literally ripping the league a, ho- a whole new one. Lately, um, they won. They la they eight and two in their last ten games. They did lose a random game to the Magic, but I don't think they were fully healthy. Honestly, I don't recall. So, um, but yeah, but they've been really beating a lot of teams' asses, or really just been having some games they should have lost, but they still pulled through. Uh, Blake Griffin played his first game against the uh, Wizards. And he fooled everybody by dunking eventually. Even though he didn't score much, he didn't really score that much that game. But first, his first score point was a freaking dunk. First two points was a dunk. Only. Oh, oh, see, see. <laughs> but he did. He, he looked. He looked engaged though. That's all I'm gonna say. Like he looked engaged. Yeah. I I could tell like he wasn't trying to force the agenda because it's like. The, the this I think Steve Nash must have really told these niggas. The offense flows through Harden, Kyrie, KD's not here, but the offense flows through them. Everybody else, if you're not Joe Harris, you don't really have a green light to shoot, unless you're wide the fuck open. That's the offense, and I think Blake Griffin's just finding his. Get it, trying to figure out things go like literally you, you're playing with James Harden at point like he's gonna get you in good positions and all of that. So I'm still waiting for him to windmill catch a windmill alley from Blake. I mean from James Harden. That's that's a collision course. But um, I think he's still finding his role in the offense. Like if he's gonna come off the bench, that's huge. That's freaking huge because like literally you have a at one point a top ten player in the league coming off your freaking bench. And he's still really a solid player. He just didn't give a fuck in Detroit at all. But uh, the Nets is a really funny team. Uh, I think today came out Kyrie said he's not playing <laughs> the next three games on his road trip because of a family matter. So, But I think each time James Harden has been by himself, they won. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so I don't think it's really uh, going to be a problem uh, for James. I know James going to win more of those than uh, that we we you know expect him. So I don't, like I said, I don't think it's as much of a problem. Uh, I'm trying to see how this affects. 
Because uh, the, the, Kyrie being gone, I think they got a game against the Blazers. Probably lose that. Um, but James, James can win it for you, but you probably lose it. After that, they got to get another good team, I think. Oh, after the Blazers, it's the Jazz. Shout out to my fucking memory. I'm not even looking at that shit. <laughs> but after the Blazers, it's the Jazz. They losing that one. Probably. If James Harden beat the Jazz by himself, they are frauds. That's just plain, just plain and simple. And Frog. we got to seriously consider putting James Harden in MVP talk again. <laughs> And I'm just talking. I'm down. Shit, I'm down. What else? Who else? Um. Shit. You got anybody else? Like, I don't think they're losing. That many? No. Like, I don't. Like. Like, I don't really see them. Like, they just. Welly decent right now. Like, like they got a flow going on. What's what's working for them is working. So like, if they lose, it's probably gonna be more of a legit contender type team. Yep. That's how I see it. But yeah, so uh, let's go ahead. Trade deadline is this week, I believe. I think this Thursday or Friday. So, um, let me confirm and see what's up with that. NBA trade deadline. It is March 25th, so three days from now. So, uh, at 3 p.m. Eastern. So, uh, let me pull up the Athletic because they had a nice little article in regards to potential trades. I just laughed because I'm just scrolling to Twitter and you see Kings try to trade Markham Bradley for a random Piston player. Pistons decline. I'm like, damn, bro. You hate to see it. Imagine you waking up, you see them to the Pistons, though. Like, I'd if be I'm hurt. the Lakers, if I'm the Lakers, I give you cools. Nigga, Marvin Bagley can't stay on the court. <laughs> he can't stay on the court. <laughs> like, gee, like, it, like, bro, the nigga can't stay I on give the you court. Song. Once again, that nigga can't stay on the court. Marcus All can't guard a fucking feather. At least he can stay on the court. <laughs> That's the thing. At least he can stay on the court, bro. There's a difference. Availability is the best ability. <laughs> Even though right now the nigga has COVID. But that's the problem with the Lakers right now. Availability. But Marvin Bagley, that nigga literally steps foot on the court. His thumb hurts. He's out two weeks. Maybe four. I can't deal with that. That's stress. Uh, but yeah, so looking at the what's going on with the trade deadline, uh, as of right now, though Kyle Lowry and Aaron Gordon's names are some of the bigger names to be popping up. Uh, John Collins is in there. Harrison Barnes, Lonzo Ball has been uh, pairing up. Uh, this is really interesting to see who gets who. Uh, part of me feel like John Collins isn't going nowhere. Uh, Primarily because I think the, I've been hearing the Hawks is asking too much. I know I heard that the Celtics offer gave them a respectable offer, and they said we want uh, J- Jalen Brown. They wanted Jalen Brown for John Collins. You said what? 
Yeah, who the fuck do they think that? It's like to decline Jalen Brown. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, you said who's who? Who asked that? Who the that? hell they think they ought to decline Jalen Brown? No, 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 John, no. The Hawks asked for Jalen Brown. Oh. Yeah, okay. I'm like, bro, you think Danny ain't <laughs> Danny Ainge ain't that stupid? Jalen Brown. There's people literally saying Jalen Brown's having a better year than Jason Tato. I ain't getting rid of that nigga at all. <laughs> so, what you gonna do with him? Exactly. Like shit. Um. Now, if it was literally like James Harden for Jalen Brown, then yeah. But we know Danny Ainge is scared to pull the trigger, so it ain't gonna happen. But uh. But yeah, like I don't like the Hawks been asking for. Asking price for John Collins has been crazy. Like I'm hearing multiple first round picks and shit. Aaron Gordon is just a really interesting case because it seems like the Hawk. I mean, the Magic is finally going to trade this nigga. Uh, it's just to where? If I'm the Lakers, I think about it. You Kuzma? It's always Kuzma. That's the funny thing. It's always Kuzma. But uh, I'm trying to think, like, but yeah, the Lakers make sense, of course. Um, I'm he- Portland. Yeah. P- Portland, De- Denver would make a lot of sense. Wow. And for some reason, the Rockets' name popped up. What the, the Rockets gonna do? Be ass. Huh? Be ass. Exactly. <laughs> but uh. Aaron Gordon will be is an interesting case because um I think if he was to go Portland it just like I say this every year with Portland it doesn't move the needle <laughs> it 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 doesn't move the needle it's like it's like okay if Danny Ainge had the the trigger finger that the, the that the uh, Blazers GM had the Celtics probably will have a championship by now but this is the problem. Danny Ainge don't got that uh, trigger finger. The you know, nigga, I was thinking about this shit. About Danny Ainge being the worst GM of all time. <laughs> and how they could have had Harden this year. And most likely could have been the favorite to win the championship with Harden and Jason Tatum. Yeah. Marcus Smart. Just a bunch of guys who go get it done. But for some pair reason, Jalen Brown was untouchable. You have first round picks. You got everything you need to get this shit situated. You fucked. Like so, I, yeah, I, I, I can't wait till next year and Danny Ainge, uh, I'm you know stepping down from my position as president <laughs> of basketball. Um, I can't take it no more. They said I was the GOAT. I'm not the GOAT. Well, I got Kyrie. I lost him in the same year. I mean, within two years. Um, Jason Taylor don't want to play no more. Sorry to tell you guys that. Not on me, at least. And just call it a day. I can't wait. Next year, bookmark it. That's going to be hilarious to say I'm going to laugh. But, yeah, uh, but yeah I, if the Blazers get Aaron Gordon, it don't mean nothing because for some odd reason – until that roster isn't constructed around two midget guards having to drop 50 every other night just to win, it don't mean nothing. You know, 
Anthony Davis just in the area in which if he don't he don't want to build a super team, shout out to him. But he in the area in which he don't, you know, tag team with LeBron or Curry or KD, you ain't winning shit. It's three people. LeBron, Curry, KD. If you and, ain't teaming with Kawhi them niggas. In there. And Kawhi snuck in there. Kawhi, maybe, because Paul George take team with him and they couldn't get past the Nuggets. They got they got lucky with KD fucking Achilles. I will I will die on that fucking hill. KD came in that one game and fucked them boys up before that shit exposed. They prayed for that shit. <laughs> Fuck them boys up. That was still nasty, but uh, but yeah, but if, if the Nuggets get Aaron Gordon and y'all gonna sit there and be like, well, what do you mean don't move the needle for the Blazers? They don't need him. They need a freaking big-ass guard to put with Dame instead of C.J. McCollum. It don't work no more. And plus, C.J. back hurt. So, Boy, they just need a good-ass Jerem. Jerem, whatever that nigga play on the Jeremy Pistons. Grant. Nigga on the Pistons? Somebody yeah. like him. You should have went after him in free agency. See what he going to do for you, bro. I yeah. like him. I think he called. Or Jeremy so, Grant. You could have went for somebody like um the next player that's playing good right now. Julius Randle. Yeah, when Julius Randle was available. Somebody like him. Somebody who's going to do that dirty work, but also put up a little mid-triple-double if he need to. Um, well, mid-triple-double. No offense, but shit. Yeah, mid-triple-double. No offense. They're going to put up probably like a 14, 10, and 10. You know, 14, 11, and 10. You know what I'm saying? Get it done. But he's getting it done. He gets it done. Right. Like I look at the most respect for Julius Ryan. I always did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but uh if Denver get Aaron Gordon though, I think it, it fills the void that they missed from uh Jeremy Grant. Cause it's like regard even though like now that they're slowly getting together, Aaron Gordon at least fills the void that Jeremy Grant left because it's like, okay, he's a physical level uh front court player. You could pair with Jokic. Even though Jokic is physical itself, but Jokic still likes to play pretty. He just plays pretty. <laughs> this is what he do. But you have somebody you can, uh, who can lead the second unit if you need him to lead the second unit. Um, athletic. Can shoot. Well, shoot the three. Let's put it that way. But he's athletic as well. Um, I don't know why Minnesota's on this list because, look, G. That team is fucked. You paid for D-Lo. You fucked. You fucked. Dang, flame D-Lo yesterday, boy. Put that nigga in the dirt. Well, what did D-Lo do? Because I missed that. After LaMelo got injured, he put a yawn emoji and said, um, uh, what's the rookie name? Basically, uh. Oh, Edwards. Edwards, rookie of the year. A yawn emoji. As soon as Melo got hurt. All I got to say is, bro, you asked for it. Yeah, he did that to himself. They see that nigga. They see that nigga loading up like a fucking Windows ninety six computer, bro. They he's still loading. They said that man is a GTA loading screen. They was on that man ass, bro. They was on that man ass. Bro, like, come on, bro. And and just the thing, D'Lo hasn't even been playing. Nope. Low key, him not playing has been beneficial for Anthony Edwards. Should never tweet. Should never tweet that. I can't believe your publicist didn't tell you to take that shit down. 
Look, man, you gotta remember, this is the same dude who did record Swaggy P saying, admitting the cheating gonna eat his Elliot. So. Lost his, lost his way on the fucking Lakers because of that shit. He really did. Yeah, that like, damage ten, couldn't even be repaired. Fuck. Even Kobe was like, I can't save you here, young buck. <laughs> this ain't even my locker room no more. You, you, you young niggas run it. I'm just here. <laughs> I'm just here. I'm here from off a way or two. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so Aaron Gordon's name is being mentioned. Who else is here? Uh, I've been seeing, uh, like I said, Kyle Lowry. You know, like the Raptors in such a weird position because it's like, yo, they we don't know whether they're good enough to sneak into the playoffs or they're just bad. <laughs> they're like so confusing. But yeah. it's like. You don't know what to do with Kyle Lowry, but he's he, he can bring you some assets. And he really wants to only play for Philly or Miami from what I'm hearing. Why do you want to go back to Philly? Hometown. Oh. And also, like, if I'm keeping it real, if they can get Kyle Lowry without losing Tobias Harris. Why would you get Kyle Lowry and you got Ben Simmons, though? Kinda, it's like, how do I view it? It's like an upgrade from Shake Milton. It's like, at end of games, Ben Simmons isn't a good enough. Okay, it's like a close game. You can't put the ball in Ben Simmons' hand because they're gonna foul him because he's not a good enough free throw shooter. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you can't even really get half court without. So it's like, you can't foul Kyle Lowry, but you can still keep Ben Simmons on the floor. Because, because mm. he's still a a cutting threat, and plus defensively, like he's taking your best perimeter player. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's more in that vein of things. So, so it's more like it's kind of like how how like when they had Jimmy, it's like Jimmy legit was the point guard in crunch time. That's how it is. Because like when I, because for some goofy reason, Philly just been in a bunch of close ass games lately. And I just watch them. Ben Simmons oftentimes doesn't have the ball. It's either Danny Green, um, Tobias, or um, it's Shake Milton. It's hot. It's Shake Milton. So yeah, it's it's like it's no it's no nothing a problem with Ben Simmons. Just crunch time, we will foul you and try to make you make free throws. So. But yeah, so that's why I like. Kyle Lowry make makes sense for them, and Miami just always look. We we want somebody. <laughs> That's when it comes to Miami, and plus they have the young players to give up for them. Uh, let's see who else is here. The Hawks been trying to trade Cam Reddish. Um, at this point, I don't think Drummond is even getting traded at this point. Let's just keep it G real. Um. Yeah. It's not really much really going on. Jamie Grant might get traded, but I doubt that actually happens. So, yeah. And we also... Oh, wait. Last week, P.J. Tucker got traded to uh, the Bucks. Thoughts? Nice pickup. Decent little pickup. Uh-oh. Uh, I really can't say nothing about that. I hope Giannis like your shoe collection. 
it's a like for me it's more of a smart defensive pickup and also boost your small ball lineup because technically um like your closing small ball lineup is now Giannis at center or power forward or or PJ Tucker at power forward or center whichever way you want to freaking phrase it who take it as you want um then you have Middleton Drew Holiday I feel like somebody on that team I'm forgetting. And somebody else. <laughs> like you just somebody who could stretch the floor and shoot. I don't know who's on that team. But um so like you that's that's your close up closing lineup. Like defensively you straight. It's just your hope is that Giannis is dominant enough and Chris Middleton is able to score. So But yes, yeah, so I'm it's a smart move, but it's not something I'm like totally fascinated by like it's a good it's a smart pickup for them it's a really smart pickup um hell going on oh the thing the burnt the burnt fiend is back on back on tv uh but yeah let's go ahead and get into wrestling so uh did anything happen on AEW this week this week the women put on a spectacular match who? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! They! Oh yeah! The women had a bloodbath match. Um, shout out to Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Yeah, they had a really uh good match last week. Um, Christian Cage cut a promo saying he's not here to get in front of the young guys. He's just here to fight Kenny Omega, which was funny as hell. And I think that was it. Yeah, I think that was it. Honestly, because I don't really give a fuck about anything else. Uh, oh, shout out to Randy Orton, RK, and one thing. I don't think that means anything at this point. Not Hold on, I gotta see what the hell's going on. <laughs> no. Um, if you don't RKO Alexa Bliss, this means nothing. Also, Randy Orton's hairline is really, really getting bad. Like it, it might be time for my boy Randy just to let it go. And shout out to the mandible claw. Yeah. Let's, but anyway, let's, so. Let's uh, do wrestling, man. You said what? Let's do wrestling, man. I haven't been uh, I'm sound like a internet fan. I haven't been as happy with the product. Um, it just hasn't been catching my eye. You know what I mean? I just been a little tad bit bored. Uh, I really watched backlash. I watched the whole backlash, you know, but I honestly only watched backlash for Dane Bryan versus Roman Reigns. Fastlane. <laughs> what you go? You mean Fastlane? Yeah, Fastlane. Um, only watched it for Dan Bryan and Roman Reigns. Was not disappointed at all. Fantastic match. Um, but yeah, you can talk about it though. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So in terms of what's going on, we'll, at this point, we're well into Mania season. It don't feel like it, but 
it is what it is. Um, uh, first things first, I do want to say Impact Wrestling, you got to hold that L because you scheduled a pay-per-view the week of when, de- when WWE's taking over everything wrestling. It's two nights of takeover. It's two nights of WrestleMania. What the fuck are you thinking about having a pay-per-view that week? Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Um, but yeah, so Fastlane was last night. Uh, pre-show match, United States Championship, Riddle versus Mustafa Ali. This was actually a very good match. I enjoyed this match. Like, they both put on a good, uh, good show. Ended with Riddle winning, of course, and ended with Mustafa Ali getting, uh, the niggas of Retribution realizing this some bullshit. And I'm admit I was wrong. I thought Retribution was going to be a thing. I thought. If you check the archives, I did. I was wrong. And I'm kind of happy that this shit went down the road that it went. Even though I'm still an advocate of Keith Lee taking over and just talking like uh, Bane without the... Uh, talking like Bane. Because he just has the voice for it. So. But, uh, but yeah. So, T-Bar and... Whichever one is uh, Mace. Mace. Uh, they choke slammed that nigga. So we'll see where that goes from there. But um, women's tag team championship: Nia Jax, Shayna Baze versus Bianca and Sasha. Uh, decent match. Nothing really add about it. Nothing spectacular. It just fully led to Bianca and Sasha realizing a. We got a match at Mania, and we don't know what... We don't really have nothing going forward with it. So, now, we actually have some beef. Um, Sasha's, at this point, now playing the heel. I was kind of hoping that they would have just let Bianca play the heel here. I was hoping for it, but I'm cool with Sasha doing it. Um, it just it just fits her, you dig? But... Um, I'm looking forward to see where things go. Sasha did slap the shit out of her. I think she slapped one of the eyelashes out her ass. So, like, I I just remember, like, I I don't know if she if Bianca lost it during the match, or when Sasha slapped the shit out of her. But she did lose an eyelash. So, <laughs> but yeah. So, I I just need the next three weeks. Uh, leading up to Mania between Bianca and Sasha to be some of the best black girl moments in wrestling history. As in shit where it's only like black people can understand of like, yo, this is real. Because that slap was very, oh, 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 okay. So, uh, moving on, Biggie versus Apollo Crews. This was actually a decent match. I Like, I'm... I'm I'm really liking Apollo Crew Nigerian Cruise right now. Great. And I'm glad that the finish was what it was because even though Biggie opened the match looking really strong, once Apollo Cruz had his strong looking moment and then it ended in a messy roll up, like it it allows it to keep going to Mania. So I'm cool with it going on a little longer. I'm just kinda hoping they don't do the the usual Making a multi-man uh, IC belt match. I see it happening, but I kind of don't because I kind of want to see them continue to just have a really big match for Mania, just these two. Your thoughts? Uh, Yeah, I like the gimmick. 
Hello. Bless you. Thank you. I like the gimmick. Um, I like the match. Stupid ass ending, but it is what it is. Um, want to see what they can bring moving forward. Definitely. Uh, Big E is in a stride that most wrestlers don't get to. Shout out to him. Uh, other than that, shit. I see title, man. Mm-hmm. Also, I need if Apollo Crews can say this in a Nigerian accent. These buck dancing niggas. These niggas, plantation niggas. If he says this in an African Nigerian accent towards Big E, I need it, G. I just need it. One time for the fun time. And also, I also one thing. I, this is one thing that's funny as hell about Apollo Crews gimmick, and we'll move on. It's funny how like the more angrier he gets, the heavier the accent gets. <laughs> but like it's like throughout the match, it was like okay, you hear it. Then it's like then right after he beat his ass at the end of the match, it was like now it's oh it's there now. <laughs> you went full Wakanda now, <laughs> so it's funny as hell. Like the accent got stronger as the match went on. <laughs> Uh, then we got Braun Strowman versus Elias. I consider this a waste of TV. Um, <laughs> a waste of TV, big time. Seth Rollins versus Shisuke was a very fun match, a really great match. Uh, if there's one thing about Seth Rollins, he's always going to introduce new moves to his arsenal that you never expect. Because those moves at the end, I want to say, yo, I don't think he never did that before. But they were fire. <laughs> It's like, gee, like it just shows Seth Rollins probably just be watching tape from other wrestling promotions and be like, "I'm gonna use that." I'm gonna use that, Becky. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> shout out to um to uh to uh Shinsuke Nakamura and Seth Rollins, but definitely shout out to Seth Rollins because uh he been doing his thing, like thing, like whatever that is. I'm sleepy, so I'm about to start saying some weird ass words. Um. He been doing his thing with the little drip fucking gimmick he got going. Half his ass, that outfit he had on yesterday was so ass. That he was a bogus fit, G. A cow camouflage type joint. Oh, my God. Like, bro. He played on to the drip shit. Shout out to Black Twitter. So, I'm pretty sure that was their fault. But, you know, and he, he wrestled. He talking at all caps on Twitter to annoy people. And you love to see it. I love when Seth Rollins start annoying internet things. Makes me happy. I agree. Uh, then we have Drew versus Sheamus, which was a really, really great, uh, brutal ass match. Uh, very fun. Uh, Drew came out looking like Braveheart. Uh, and even cried at the end. I think they cried at the end of Braveheart, so it makes it even funnier. That was a really fun match. Uh, my favorite spot though was when Sheamus uh did the white noise on the table because that nick they had to leap and that's a lot of big white nigga that had to jump to land on that table so like that was it was a really fun match i really enjoyed it oh yeah me too shout out to them they've been they they have a, um they have had a consistent amount of bangers so 
Shout out to them. They did it again. Mm-hmm. So shout out to them. Uh, and then Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss, which led to just pretty much just led to the return of the Fiend. This was the purpose of this. Uh, I like me. I'm the Fiend. I'm the Fiend guy on the podcast. I'm the Bray Wyatt guy, so I'm happy to see Bray Wyatt back. Uh, I was a little creeped out by the new mask because that shit just looks extremely Friday the 13th-ish. He actually looks like a fiend now. But uh, that was pretty eerie, the return of the fiend. But it was funny. Uh, nice, nice, uh, whatchamacallit, nice, uh, What the fuck is that called? Mask. Nice mask. Very nice mask. Um, not as scary as people were saying on uh, Twitter, but you know, overall, it was a good situation. It was good, friend. Um, really don't give a fuck about that story. Kind of sad you didn't get an RKO on Alexa Bliss, but it is what it is. Loki, he didn't RKO her, which kind of sucks. Because Randy been getting that, I can hit a bitch pass for a minute now. And he wasn't able to hit a bitch, so I'm like, dang. Um, that's about it. Yeah, nothing, nothing else to really add. Like, this was just a bunch of fireballs and stuff. Um, also, just the fact that Alexa Bliss slowly has been making her makeup look very fiendish is also funny. But um, then match of the night, easily match of the night. Even though, like, I wouldn't say easily because Sheamus and Drew, what what was a top contender until this match happened? Um, mm-hmm. Roman versus uh, DB was just fire, just straight fire. Sucks we're not getting this for Mania because <laughs> I know they will go all even more all out for Mania. I think we'll get a triple threat match. It might be, but I kind of don't want it. Why? Wow. Somebody got to eat the pin, and it can't be Roman. It's going to be, I mean, Daniel, Daniel Bryan is going to eat the pen. It's kind of why I don't want him to eat the pen. But um, if it was a triple threat, but it was, see, we'll know by Friday. But um, still a very fun match, even for the shenanigans. It was a really good back and forth match. Roman talking his shit is always A1 pristine. Uh, my, my favorite one was. I think it was when Edge took over as referee. He said, "Oh, you just want to be—you just want to see up close what I'm—you uh, just want to see up close what I'm doing to you in the next few weeks." I was like, "Damn, G, what you on with the guy?" <laughs> like the big dog, G. Um, but it was a really fun match. I enjoyed it. Daniel Bryan just—the various ways he just technical god. Technical guy, G. And the ways he was just getting the submission holes onto Roman was very unique. Especially the uh, the LaBelle lock, yes lock, whatever the hell you want to call it. There was a point that Michael Cole did call the crippler. He, Michael Cole did call it the crippler crossface at one point last night. He did say, oh man, he used to, he, 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 I guess he realized he was saying crippler early on because he said, I heard crip and then he like, I mean, cross, and then he just said crossface loudly. So it was like he stopped himself mid. But it was funny as hell to hear him say crippled crossface. But, uh, okay, yeah. Flashback. 
Oh shit! The spirit of Chris Benoit is present everywhere, nigga. <laughs> especially, especially when you got the fiend coming out of the fucking ring and shit. So <laughs> it don't help. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, oh, but it was a really great match. I'm not mad at the finish with uh, Ed, Jay, I mean Jay Uso getting involved. Edge saying "fuck this," uh, having this "fuck this" moment. Like, hey, whoever I see, I see. Yeah, I just I didn't realize he hit Dale Bryan that hard with the chair because when the other referee came in, he was like, Roman was like, get this pin, nigga. <laughs> so it was over with. So I wasn't expecting that uh, the, the finish to be that way. But uh, it was a it was a very fun match. Really fun match. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah I, I, it's like no more. I can talk about that. You talked about a uh, very fun match. Very, um... One predictable. Roman tapped, but it wasn't official. Uh, really fucking good. Because Roman said, ain't nobody made me tap. And somebody tapped. Uh, but it wasn't official. So that's something you can also play on to get that triple threat going. You can. So, uh, the funny thing about that tap, it was like a light tap. <laughs> it, was, it was like he, like he knew the camera was there, so he's like, it was just like, like I don't know whether to honor it or be like, hey, he did tap, but it was like, do what you please with it. Um, just this past week on Raw, I mean, well, right now, Raw, uh, Rare Ripley challenged Oscar for the belt, so that's going on. Uh, Drew and Bobby Lashley starting there, you did. I know that Drew had a match against... Uh, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. I don't know if he won or not, but I know if he if Drew won, those two are banned from ringside. So take that for what you want. But um, but yeah, that's everything that's going on as of right now. AJ and Big Folks is gonna fight the New Day for the belts at Mania, and the card is slowly becoming real. So so yeah. That's it, and also on the TN, I mean, NXT side of things, uh, Karrion Cross and Finn Balor gonna have a really fun match. Uh, at this point, Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Adam Cole is going to have probably a not. Uh, me and Tyler talked about a non-sanctioned match because they're going to kill each other. They want to kill each other. The niggas literally tried to kill each other with cars. They're like just give them a non-sanctioned match and let them go crazy. Um, and shout to Io Shirai versus uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, they're gonna have a very fun match. So NXT side of things is slowly becoming a thing. Also, I need Walter and Walter to legit slap the head off of Champa G for the fun. Because the way them Imperium niggas beat his ass was hilarious last week. That was hilarious. And I rock with them Imperium niggas because they just pull up real nigga shit. But yeah, so shout out to where things is going with that. But yeah, so NXT slowly getting their card together. WWE pretty much got it set as of right now from what I can tell. So, um, But yeah, so that's it for this week's episode of Threes for the Ring, I believe. Um, Wait. When is the Usman is next month, right? 
Usman versus Madrigal is next week, right? I mean, next month. So. Yeah. All right. Um, any other major fights oh, coming up? Let me get down. Uh, I think the Gado is uh this week. That's a fight night, or is that a? Uh... That's a pay per view. Oh. Unfortunately. Mm. Well, we might be going through alleged means for uh, ways for that one. So you go through alleged ways for this one, bro. Yep. All I just know is I just need to know whether I'm about to. Should I, for FanDuel purposes, should I have Nagano win by knockout in the first, second, or third round? It would be great to have Nagano win by knockout. Well, I know that. He's going to win by knockout. Hey, I ain't betting on this one, bro. I'm a dumbass. I can't bet on fights no more. <laughs> Look, man. I, I, okay, I haven't bet on nothing. I, I thought I was going to bet on college basketball. Some told me to bet on Loyola winning. I, I'm I'm sure I, I like to bet on underdogs. And in college basketball, the underdogs always fucking win. Exactly. Especially this year. This is the year where it's just like, hey, if you if you had a parley on the underdogs, I think I saw it this morning on Sports Center. If you had a parley for all the underdogs that won over the weekend, you could have been a millionaire. <laughs> I was like, damn, G. That's crazy. But, uh, but yeah, so that's it for this week's episode. We appreciate you guys for listening. As always, uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at 3s from the ring, 3s from the ring. We greatly appreciate all follows, all uh, comments you have in regards to what we say about sports and shit. You know, the vibes when it comes to that. Um, make sure you also uh, like, comment, subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube. Make sure... Uh, you follow us, uh, whether uh, follow us, subscribe on any audio plat- platform you listen to this podcast on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever. Follow, like, whatever, subscribe, whatever. Do that. We appreciate it. And share. Above all, share. Hit that share button. Let your peoples know you rock with you tweaking media, threes from the ring, whatever podcast we got. We greatly appreciate all the support. Make sure you copy some you tweaking media merch with your stemming money. Because I know you niggas still got some stemming money. Whether you got 500 left, it's your last dub off your stemming. We need that, my nigga. So, hand it over. We greatly appreciate that shit. But, thanks for listening. As always, uh, for listening. And if you're sitting there wondering, yes, that has been uh, Anthony Mackey behind Daytrail this whole time. It's just funny as hell to see. It is what it is. It's just hilarious as hell. But uh, it's going to be there until Falcon and Warren Soldier is over with because. Most likely. It more likely is solely because of this right here. Hey, yo, check it out, motherfucker. I'm Tupac. And we're going to end the episode that note. Peace. <laughs> the